0: Warning, 30 Screams or Less may contain spoilers about movies that have recently been released. If you haven't seen the movie, go watch it, come back, and enjoy the show. Or, if you don't want to waste your time watching the movie and rather have two random horror dudes watch it for you, we got you covered as well. Welcome everyone to 30 Screams or Less, a horror movie podcast where we review horror movies in 30 minutes or less. Today's movie we're going to be talking about is called Talk to Me. It's directed by Danny Filippo and Michael Filippo, written by Danny Filippo, Bill Hinesman, and Dally Pearson, starring Sophie Wilde as Mia, Alexandra Jensen as Jade, and Joe Bird as Riley. The plot of this movie is when a group of friends discover how to conjure spirits using an embalmed hand, they become hooked on the new thrill until one of them goes too far and unleashes terrifying supernatural forces. With that in mind, 30 Screams or Less starts now. Corey, what did
1: you think of Talk to Me? Okay, so when we decided to watch this movie, like I had wanted to watch it ever since it came out in theaters, Um, and I had heard very, very mixed reviews about it. Uh, Some people absolutely hated it. Some people loved it. I'm one of those people that ended up loving this movie. Um, granted, we've seen possession movies before, but this movie kind of brought a fresh take to the possession genre, I feel. Um, it did a really good job. I I love this. I loved it yeah. a lot.
0: Yeah, I loved it too. I thought it was great. Uh, it's definitely a unique premise. Often when you see demonic possession movies, right, they're all tend to be religious based this we don't even think it's a religious thing it's just this embalmed hand and we don't know much about the hand by the way other than like oh i got it from some guy and it was given to me and now i'm trying it out that type thing that's the only lineage we know of this hand and somehow they figured out that you say talk to me then you start seeing these ghosts right and then you let the ghosts in and it possesses you so these, all these kids have been just doing this stupid shit at these parties. It's a definitely a fresh take. I think it's great. Uh, yeah, same thing. I heard mixed reviews. I'm glad I liked it because I've had to rent it twice at this point. Really? Yeah, because I don't have it anywhere.
1: Oh, yeah, true.
0: Well, luckily for me, the first time I had enough Amazon credits where I could rent it, and it was like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. And then when you said you wanted to watch it and review it, I was like, fuck, okay, I'm going to have to rent it, I guess. So I rented it, but then I realized I had a couple more credits, so it only cost me $3 to rent. So
1: people, you need to buy a shirt right now so I can be reimbursed (laughs) for renting this movie. I like what you did there. So how long when you rent a movie do you have it for it? I, I really don't know. Yeah, a little bit different these days. You have 48 hours to finish it. Not like back in the
0: day when you would rent a movie and they're like, you have one night to watch it. Like, that's a time crunch. You yeah. have to be like, you have to commit to watching that movie, making sure it's rewound and brought back in less than 24 hours, or you get that fine of $1.
1: Dude, I can't tell you how many times I watched Super Troopers because I remember renting the VHS as a kid. Well, my parents rented it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched it so many times within like that 24 or 48 hour period because I loved this so much. Yeah. Great
0: movie, Of obviously. Uh, I remember those days, man. Those days were absurd. This obviously has nothing to do with movies, but my brother and I, we loved NBA Jam Tournament Edition for Super Nintendo. Loved it. Played the shit out of that game, and we didn't have it. We rented it, and we kept renting it, and we would just go late. And so this game, which we probably could have bought for... $40 at the time, maybe 50. I don't know. Some places were a little different. I remember Street Fighter 2 games being $75, but we could have just bought it. Instead, we would rack up like these $40 rental fees on this
1: game because we just didn't want to let it go. Fucking classic game. Great game. Love it. I always remember playing NBA Jam and trying to break the backboard because it was completely random. He's on fire. Ugly shot. Yeah. Charles Barkley. (laughs) Yeah. From downtown. So I think we were talking about a movie. Yeah, we were talking
0: about a movie and instead I went on a little tangent talking about, about NBA uh, Jam. Yeah, the good old days when I used to work in a video store. But uh, yeah, we were talking about Talk to Me. So we don't know much about the lineage of this hand other than it's just been handed down from person to person. And this movie starts with a bang. It starts off with just some kids having a party. And you go in. The brothers trying to like one brother is trying to find the other. Uh, he's locked himself in his room. So you have this one brother that's like trying to smash the door in. I'm sorry, I don't, I didn't get their names. I forgot to put their names down. So it's now it's brother and brother, brother. Okay, brother one, brother two. Brother it was one Cole, is Cole
1: and something. Oh, you remember the actual names? Can you the, pull them up? The older brother was Cole. Right, right. Uh, I don't know about the little guy because uh, he wasn't with us that long no he
0: wasn't so cole believe that's his name i'm gonna trust your instinct here so cole he's trying to find his brother and finds out that his brother is in a room doors locked all this stuff so cole's smashing the door in and he finally makes it through he sees his brother sitting on the bed and doesn't have a shirt on he's got all these scratches on his back which i don't know how they got them this is just it's very weird i don't know if he was like abusing himself Like, uh, I know they, I've seen movies where people that were religious and stuff, they would abuse their backs with like whips and shit. I don't think he had any of that stuff, but it almost looked like that.
1: So that's why I was, I was super confused when the movie started. Like, why is this dude's back shredded? Right. Cause he was just sitting on a bed rocking back and forth.
0: Exactly. And so we see his back, it's all bloody, whatever. He takes his brother out, throws like a shirt around him. His brother... Cole's brother takes a knife stabs Cole and the next thing you see everyone just freaking dispersing just running off freaked out obviously holding their phones in the process because it's like the TikTok generation and this kid straight up takes a knife and jams it into his face and just kills himself immediately
1: and that's how this movie starts so that happened and that was one of those blink and you miss it kind of scenes Mm -hmm. because I rewound it I was like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, because it looked happened down at your so was, fast.
0: Yeah, you look down at your phone for a second, you get a notification. You're like, whoa, what the
1: fuck? Is, it escalated so fast. Well, I think in my case, like I'm writing notes so we can do this podcast. And I'm, yeah. you know, and I look down to write a note. And yeah, this kid had a knife in his face all of a sudden.
0: It was so quick because like, it happened and then black screen and it went to you, like, talk to me, logo. Then the next scene is. You meet Mia, who's the main person in this whole movie. So we see her. She's at, uh, I think, a funeral. It's like a funeral or wake or something. Her mother died. So the whole family's hanging out. They're all dressed in black. That kind of deal that you often see in movies when it goes down, everyone has to dress in black. So we meet her. You see this tumultuous relationship with her father where she doesn't want anything really to do with them. It's awkward. The two of them are trying to make things work. It's just not happening. And she ends up going out. Then we meet Riley. Riley's uh one of the cool kids, the younger cool brother trying to determine whether he wants to smoke cigarettes or not. He's like, nah man, I'm too cool
1: for that. That scene was hilarious. So him and his buddy just sitting on the curb.
0: Yep. He's like, nah man, not to I not, not today. I don't smoke cigarettes. No. I just do heroin blunts.
1: Heroin blunts, fentanyl.
0: Yeah, well, that would have been way better for him than what's going to happen later on in this film.
1: Yeah, true, because so, he's the victim.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. It's uh, it's nasty. It's hard to watch. It's really hard to watch because it's like, fuck. All right, so next scene, Mia and Riley and her friend, Jade, they all go to a party and they see this fucking hand thing. And they're seeing people do it. Uh, I might be skipping forward a little bit, but.
1: No, no, you're right. I mean, this is the part where they, the whole hand stuff starts happening.
0: Right, right. Okay. And so Mia decides she's going to partake in this little experiment. So So
1: side note here, I think I thought was funny was so Mia and Riley go to this party and they take one car and Mia gets out of the car and tells Riley to stay in the car while she goes in and Riley gets out of the car instantly. He's just like, no. And then he goes into the apartment with Mia. Whatever.
0: He's a young kid. He's too cool for cigarettes. So yeah. So why is he too cool to sit in the car? Right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, nah. Riley knows better. He knows, like, nah. I'm going inside. We're going to hang out. So Mia decides to do the whole talk to me thing. And what they do is they basically chain the person down to not cause all sorts of shit. So she's chained down. She puts her hand on the other hand, a friggin' embalmed hand, says talk to me and she instantly sees a ghost like and it's like an old man or whatever she tries it again and it's like this lady that looks all waterlogged is freaking creepy and then she says i let you in that's when the possession starts happening you see their eyes go black and they're freaking out they're saying all sorts of shit all sorts of things are happening, doors are opening, lights are flickering, whatever. You know, all this possession stuff that you see where not just the person's affected, but the whole environment's infected too. Affected, sorry, not infected, affected. So next we see Mia, she's got the black eyes and everything going, and she looks over at Riley and says, they like you, like that, and like the different voice, she's all possessed. And Corey, I thought this part was... A little creepy because this is when you really start to see it kind of happen and that Riley
1: is going to be the problem later. So I loved it because there's always, I'm going to go back to like when Cole in the beginning was trying to capture or rescue his brother. Did you notice that his brother like whispered something to him? You know what? I did not realize that. He said, like, it's not him or it's not me or something like that. I actually put on, um, after this scene, I put on subtitles because the Australian accents were kind of thick for me to understand. Yeah, they can be. Um, But yeah, back to this scene where where me, I just fucking does the talk to me thing for the first time. That was intense. And like it, right right after this, like Riley wanted to do it. And they're all like, no, like you can't do it. Like stay away. And then he does it anyway, because he's yeah. a dumb kid. Yeah, of course. They're all dumb. They're all the friggin'
0: TikTok generation where it's just like they film everything or they're on their phones the whole time, tack talking and snapstagramming and all that bullshit. So the thing too is this part I thought was so Almost menacing and super creepy was when Mia was possessed and she's looking over at Riley and she's like, run, just run, run, just keeps repeating run.
1: Yeah. And she twists her head back. It was almost like exorcist like to how she twisted her body while she was saying that.
0: Yeah, it was all contorted looking like Mm -hmm. not that her head was borderline broken, like neck broken looking, but, you know, just that weird contortion type look that is creepy. And she's saying that to Riley. Riley obviously got freaked out by it. But yeah, later on, we see another party. Of course, it's another talk to me party. This time, one of Mia's friends wants to do it. He didn't get to do it last time. It's actually Mia's ex-boyfriend and Jade's current boyfriend so a little bit of a lover's quarrel there so he wanted to do it and the demon or whatever he was possessed by was a freak do you remember how he was just like humping basically everything like, yeah
1: and <laughs> i actually this part was a little gross because he starts making out with their dog
0: oh man it was so <laughs> gross i don't know who said this was true but i don't think it's true the slightest bit where dogs have the cleanest tongues cleanest mouths no no, no, no. I don't think so. I've seen dogs eat their poop and lick up puke. I refuse to believe
1: that dog cleaner <laughs> mouse than another human being. Oh man, this this dog and then, was it James? Was this I think James was his name. Yeah. They were they were they were going at it. Dude, that and kid everyone committed. was so confused. Yeah, that kid committed to
0: the bit. Oh my goodness. So the thing with this whole talk to me thing. So the steps are. You put your hand on the other hand, say, talk to me. You see the ghost, say, i let you in. That's when you're possessed. You wait 90 seconds at most to do this thing. Otherwise, you could really run the risk of something bad happening. So 90 seconds, they take the hand off you, like you have to release the grip on that hand, and then... They blow out the candle to kind of shut that connection. Oh, and also, I don't know if you realize this. Did you notice that the hand slightly grasped Mia's hand when uh, it was her turn? Yeah, it would do that to anyone that grabbed it. Yeah, just like slightly grasped, like not like a full handshake, but you know, you just see the fingers move a little bit, which I thought was really cool. So yeah, nice touch. Yeah, it is a nice touch because you think it's an embalmed hand; it's not moving anywhere. But no, like just to show how really demonic the thing is. It just, just a little bit.
1: So I'm sure we're gonna find out more about this, and the the sequel's already been confirmed because this movie was like a box office hit. Oh, has Uh, it, Danny? I can I follow Danny on uh, Instagram, and they've already confirmed the second one is is being written.
0: Oh, no shit. Okay. Um,
1: That's cool. but, but I want to know more. But well, I got to know where the hand came from. We got a backstory of it. Yeah, this we don't know anything be. about it.
0: We literally know nothing about the hand, where it came from, what it's about. Uh, who knows? Maybe this has turned into a whole conjuring series deal where it's like a, a whole lineage of hands just being passed down to people.
1: I was literally just about to say, what if they do like a Fear Street thing and we get like a full trilogy of, you know, we go through time periods of where this hand came from. Dude, I'm down i'll review the shit out of that (laughs) Uh, these fucking guys keep reviewing the movies with the same concepts every time
0: can you imagine that just we'll we'll start another podcast where all we do is review movies with the same concepts week after week people be like this is absurd and over the top dude we'd have we'd have less listeners than we do now yeah way less so way less way less so we're at this new party right uh But right before this party, we want to talk about how ridiculous the mother is, by the way, who's, she seems like the cool mom, right? Where she's like, she's not stupid. She knows what's going down. Like the daughter wants to like get out of the house and she's like, I know you're going to sneak out. It's fine. Just lock the door behind you. She's like, I'm not going to sneak out. That type deal. But she says to Riley, he's like, like, are you drinking tonight? He's like, what are you talking about? Like, I heard there's a party. What party? And they're covering this whole thing up. And Corey, your favorite line, what What did she say to her own son?
1: You are not drinking tonight. I will punch you in the face.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, did she say, she said on God,
1: right? She on goes, God, I'm gonna... uh, yeah, on God, you are not drinking tonight. I will punch you in the face.
0: And with that said, as soon as she said, on God, I was like, that is my cue to now just be rifling through every single thing that I can think of. Like, yeet, on God, no cap. She just starts Uh, reciting Drake lyrics. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Um, Okay, so they all gathered together. They have this little party. It's not a bigger one. It's kind of just like a few friends at this point, just something real small. And they all
1: decide to do the hand thing the talk to me thing so he does
0: it they, okay go
1: ahead no no no. i was just about to say like can we talk about how good these possession scenes are like they just shot so well
0: yeah they're very creepy like uh the boyfriend whatever his name is i'm sorry james james you said daniel that's his name daniel okay all right so so daniel uh like the daniel's possession right the possession where his head goes back like snaps back and his eyes are black and you see him almost looks like he's choking and it's very well done. The possessions look great. They don't look over the top or anything. They look like, I don't know. I mean, if I was to see a possession in person, I'd probably say it's, it would look like that. I don't know, but I haven't seen any possessions lately. They could have changed
1: on God. It is an 2020, 2023. I mean, maybe that, yeah, like you said, possessions are different these days.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, it's all that shit's all over tech talk and
1: Snaptogram and shit. Dude, speaking of possessions, did I tell you I got a Linda Blair autographed um, 11 by 14 print for my collection?
0: No, I think you were telling me you were going to get something like that. I don't think it was solidified.
1: Yes, it is solidified. It's on its way.
0: Fuck yeah. That's going to be cool looking. That's going to be a nice addition to your wall there. uh, You got a pretty sick wall. Everyone, he's got a really cool-looking wall. I wish you could see it, but it looks great. My wall is a work in progress. I've got, what do I got? I've got uh, Ratty Roddy Piper from They Live, a figure of that. I've got C.J. Graham's autograph. I've got an original Ghostbusters cartoon cell on my wall. I've got a few of them, actually. I made sure I bought that shit. It's also certified. And I got a few other things, a few other autographs. But Corey's wall is pretty solid
1: yeah i've got like all kinds of wrestling autographs Uh, i've got actual blood on my wall from wrestlers uh taylor swift autographs george carlin ninja turtle stuff all kinds of horror stuff
0: yeah you've got a lot of stuff but and uh i'm a little jealous but one (laughs) day yeah i'll get there one day i just have to keep going to these horror conventions start getting autographs and i'm good to go yep all right so yeah let's get to that scene where riley gets possessed it was awful Oh my God, it was so bad. So Riley's like, I want to do it. Jade doesn't want him doing it because Jade is his older sister. Jade's like, nope, you're not doing it. This is only for older people, which they're not even that much older than this kid. They're probably what, 16, 17 and Riley's 14. Who like the fuck three knows, years. man?
1: Kids look a lot older than they are these days.
0: Yeah, they do. That They really do. So he's like trying to barter with them. He's like, a minute. And then Mia's like, 50 seconds. This is when Jade's out of the room. Mia's like, 50 seconds. So he agrees. Okay, 50 seconds. So they set up Riley. They chain him down. He puts his hand on the hand, says to talk to me, sees the ghost, and he looks over at Mia and just like kind of in shock about what he's about to do because he recognizes this ghost. And he goes, I let you in. And it turns out it's Mia's dead mother that he's basically speaking for so like mia is able to basically talk to her mom obviously they agreed on 50 seconds but mia decides she's gonna push it as much as possible because she's trying to talk to her dead mom and goes past 90 seconds and it hits the fan like you wouldn't believe Corey, why don't you explain the gory details because you love talking about dead kids
1: Oh my God. So this kid starts bashing his own head into the table. Like over and over and over again. He's hitting his head on the corner of this like table that they were sitting at. And and you can see like his his head starts just splitting open. Mm-hmm. And and then he decides he's gonna pull his own eyeball out. So he huh? reaches into his eye socket and yanks his eyeball out.
0: No, you're like not all the way. Like he's in there and they're stopping him, but you can see he's he got a gra- he's got a damn good grasp on
1: it. But he, gets, he his- gets most of it out. Yeah,
0: yeah. So yeah, he's pulling his eye like. And they're stopping him from doing that. He goes flying through a window, smashes the window. And then he starts getting ready to wind up his face to smash it on the corner of another table. And this would have definitely been a death blow. But you see Jade come in for the save. She puts her hand in front of Riley's head and the table, like basically putting it in between. Because he broke her hand in the process by how hard he hit and... Obviously, because of how fucked up Riley was, they had to call the paramedics, all that stuff. Now, it's it's a thing where they're trying to hide the actual truth that happened. They don't want to get any one of them in trouble, even though Riley's borderline fucking dead. Like... I, I don't know how he's not brain dead. Oh, it gets
1: gets worse.
0: (laughs) It does get worse. It gets so much worse. (laughs) We can just skip forward to like the worst parts. So yeah, later on the film where Riley is basically just dead to the world. He looks like he's in this uh, coma state because we don't think that the connection was ever broken between Riley and the ghost. Like they never blew out the candle. So they're starting to think that maybe... The connection's still there because they didn't blow out that candle. So Riley is getting a, a bath. His, uh, his mother and his sister, they're trying to help him out doing a, one of those wet towel cloth baths, I feel.
1: I don't know. <laughs> wet towel? Will... It's called Isn't it called a sponge bath? There was no sponges. They were no. towels. Oh, whatever. Same thing.
0: Okay. Sponge bath. Wet towel, sponge bath. <laughs> wet <What>? towel. So... <laughs> I've been to those parties at bars. Wet towel sponge baths? Yeah.
1: Oh, you've you've been to some weird parties, dude. Holy shit.
0: (laughs) But so they're giving him the sponge bath and- the mother's like oh i'll be right back i gotta take this call it's their dad and riley bites jade and you know he goes flying on the ground and he starts smashing the back of his head against a tile wall and the tile is a breaking you see the blood all over the floor and he starts licking up the blood from the floor insane there's Dude,
1: a, he, he it was, a, he was not holding back on smashing the back of his head on these tiles either. No, he was committing to that bit. Which, again, how is he not brain dead?
0: Yeah, he should have been brain dead first time alone, let alone like now the second time where he's smashing the back of his head into a tile wall. And they said later that they can't keep him awake because every time he comes out of it, he tries to kill himself. But it turns out his soul is... Basically captured in what looks like hell. It's just a bunch of naked people around him, and they're covered in blood, and he's trapped. Oh Mia- yeah, that's right.
1: Because Mia. Mia sees him later, and he sees whatever world he's trapped in.
0: Yeah, and it was actually kind of cool because she did the the talk to me thing, and it came up with a little girl on Riley's hospital bed, and Mia wanted to see Riley, and the little girl goes, "I'll let you in," and the little girl says i let you in mia goes into this conduit of a little girl to see riley and that's when we see riley basically his souls in hell getting i don't know ravaged or something i don't know i don't know torture yeah something like that it was just a bunch of naked people and covered in blood and riley's like fuck help I don't want to be touched by these people. I don't know. So that's when we find out like, oh shit. Okay. Shit has really hit the fan. He's really possessed. We need to find out a way to do this. That was actually right after they tried blowing out another candle for Riley. And it didn't take, obviously at this point, he's too far gone. So next up, they actually go and talk to Cole, right? And trying to figure out what the hell to do about this, because they find out that Oh, you know what? I have to talk about this part. The part where Daniel decides to stay over Mia's house because after the whole Riley thing happened, I guess he didn't want to go home and talk to his parents because like, he's 18 and didn't need to talk to them or didn't want to confront them, whatever. He decides to stay at Mia's, right? And Mia starts seeing this random lady coming out of the corner. Creepy, by the way, right, Corey? Oh, Yeah. God. very slowly very slowly just this older lady looking like she's waterlogged or something again they're all just wet they all look so wet and i don't know why so she's crawling out of the corner and she goes right for daniel's feet and literally foot inside the whole mouth and <laughs> going uh. to town eating this dude's foot like it's a freaking five dollar foot long at subway and then we find out that mia was basically kind of seeing this whole thing it wasn't Like it was actually her somehow doing it. Like she was kind of possessed by this weird lady that was in the corner of her room. So we see Mia mowing down on Daniel's feet (laughs) and like all of it in there. It gave me real Gerald's game vibes. Mm, You ever see that movie? Yeah, of course. It's a throwback. Oh yeah. It came out a few years ago, but it's that scene with that friggin' weird looking guy where She's handcuffed to the bed and he comes in like late at night and he's like licking her toes and just looks fucking weird. Reminded me exactly of that. That's exactly what I thought of when she was basically eating his whole foot.
1: Maybe they got inspiration
0: for uh, from that for this. That's possible because, I mean, it's a Stephen King book, right? So they probably got some inspiration off that. A lot of movies get inspiration off of Stephen King books. It's almost like a template for directors and writers they see that and they go i like that idea let's do something different based on that
1: he's like the king of thrillers so
0: exactly exactly so so she's sucking on dan's foot he comes out of it sees that some shit is going down he's out sucking on people's feet not for me i'm good all set and then we find out that yes me is starting to see shit turns out that the person that gave joss joss is the one who has a possession of hand turns out the person before him which is cole's brother was starting to see things while not doing the whole possession part now he's just starting to see shit similar to mia mia was starting to see shit now so that's when they talk to cole to try to figure out what the hell happened and cole confirms like hey yeah he went too long now he's seeing shit or whatever and there's not much he can really do we didn't talk about mia having the conversation with her dad yet Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, we haven't even gotten to that part yet because- This is that's basically where, right after
1: Riley fucking himself up.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, she has the discussion with her dad, and the dad um tells her, like, reads the whole suicide note that her mom put out, and this note basically saying, whatever, like, all sorts of stuff about how she's full of hope now that the pain's going to be gone, all this stuff- yeah, but
1: like the most fucked up part of this is like the whole scuffle she has with her father, but she doesn't know it's she's having it with him.
0: Yeah, because this goes hand in hand with the lady she was seeing in the corner of her bedroom is that now But she's starting to see shit and she sees her dead mom and the dead mother is like, that's not your father. And I'm thinking to myself, OK, is she like adopted? Was she kidnapped and that's not actually her father or something i was just thinking like all these things maybe overthinking it right maybe it was just as simple as you know the mother is pulling a trick on her which she was she's getting in this fight with a guy that looks like her father he's just on top of her like choking her she's reaching for a pair of scissors meanwhile the actual father is trying to break into the room to save her because he hears that commotion going on gets on top of her She takes the scissors and jams them into her father's throat, like her actual dad. What was happening before is those demons are able to kind of take shape of the people that they know and trick her. So that's what happened. So the actual father ended up getting stabbed in the neck.
1: I don't even think, she didn't know she did it,
0: right? Like, No, no, she didn't at all. She thought, like, it wasn't her dad, right? She thought it was just some sort of demon. But because those demons, I I think they're just demons, right? That's what I'm going with. They always tend to be demons. Yep. Yeah, we'll go with that. The, the demon's able to take shape, trick people, all that stuff. And that's what happened. She got tricked stabbed her dad by accident and now her dad is just fucking bleeding all over the place and she realizes like what she has to do because earlier in the film they drove up on a kangaroo on the ground which for some dumb reason i thought was a
1: deer no, i'm right there with you
0: oh you thought it too? okay yeah well, joanne
1: joanne was actually watching the beginning of this with me and i i, I said that i'm like it's a deer she's like no that's a kangaroo you fucking moron First time
0: watching it, that's what I thought. And I was like, oh, i got to put the deer out of his misery. And then I watched it again. I'm like, oh, I'm a dummy. That was a kangaroo the whole time. No, we both did the same thing. All right. Well, I don't feel so bad now. No, you should. Oh, okay. Well, Well, fuck me then. Yeah, I guess. Okay. So she decides that she has to put Riley out of his misery because he's basically burning in hell. And that's the only thing she can think of. So she leaves her dad. She calls Jade to go to the house. And talk to her because she needs to show her something, right? Turns out Mia pieced out. Jade left the hospital. That gave Mia the opportunity to go to the hospital. See um, Jade and Riley's mom talk to her. Riley's mom was apologizing to Mia for treating her like shit because she thought this was all of her fault. Which in a way it is. It's kind of her fault. But Riley didn't have to do it. Riley was just trying to fit in probably, right? Because kids do stupid stuff like that. So she asks Riley's mom if she can have a a minute with him, takes the scissors out, wants to stab him, can't do it. Same deal. Couldn't put the uh, kangaroo out of its misery. She couldn't put Riley out of his misery with the scissors. And Corey, I don't know how this is even possible, right? This kid is borderline on life support or some sort of medically induced coma or something. Yet she's just easily able to get this kid, who, mind you, was trying to continuously kill himself, Into a wheelchair and just wheeled out of the hospital like no one noticed.
1: I I thought that was a little strange, too, how she was able to literally get this dude out of his bed, take all of his IVs out, put him in a wheelchair, wheel him out of the hospital. Like you said, no one noticed. Wheel him across the parking lot of the hospital to the fucking freeway. And not a single person noticed or said anything. The only person that noticed was Jade when she got to the hospital before... Mia was able to complete her little plan there, which was dumping Riley into the fucking highway in oncoming traffic. She couldn't stab him, but she was going to dump him into traffic.
0: Yeah, she was going to just dump him into traffic because, you know, God forbid, she is the one to actually do the act. So gave me kind of Good Son vibes. Um, yeah, the Good Son. Remember with uh, Macaulay Culkin and uh, Elijah Wood? Nope. No, you don't remember that. Okay. No, no, You no, got to watch.
1: Seen. Yeah, I don't even think I've seen that.
0: Ooh. Okay, so Cully Culkin plays an asshole child, basically, and one of the scenes is they take a dummy and they throw it over a bridge onto oncoming traffic, and it caused, like, a
1: massive pileup, and that's what he did. He did crazy shit like that. He was a
0: friggin' maniac.
1: Oh, my God. I'm looking at this movie now on IMDb. Elijah Wood looks like he's seven years old. He is. And Macaulay Culkin just looks like Kevin McAllister.
0: Yeah, I think this is, like, a role after... Home Alone 2, when he's probably like, I got to shake that image of me. And turns out the image he wanted was a fucking maniac serial killer, basically.
1: So I just found this. Hold on. I got to put it in the chat here because this is the most absurd thing we've talked about on this episode. Oh, okay. Wait till you see this. This is a box, a DVD, right? Oh, my God. I'll take that triple feature. Oh, that's an odd. So for listeners, it's a triple feature DVD featuring Child's Play, the first movie, The Good Son, and The Omen.
0: And I would assume that the whole thing has to do with kids. That's the trend right there. Or the reason why there is a a collection.
1: That's the most bizarre collection I've ever seen.
0: I'll take it. Hell yeah. Hmm. I already
1: have a bunch
0: of child's play box sets anyway, so I don't think I need another one. But watch The Good Son. You're just going to be like, Steve, what the fuck did I just watch? Because it's really messed up. Oh, it
1: takes place in Maine.
0: Yeah, yeah little it's pretty messed up so yeah mia rolls riley up to the side of the highway and you would think people would probably maybe stop or just like slow down because you know when you see people on the side of the road cars whatever you slow down or you move over to the next lane no one did everyone's like fuck it i'm just gonna keep going 70 miles an hour next you see jade running she's trying to get to riley riley at this point has kind of taken shape of something else he looks like an old person in the wheelchair, and Mia's mom comes up from behind her, just being like, "We're gonna take care of him. Don't worry." And I don't know if you noticed this, man. Her fingernails—they look like they had needles coming out of them.
1: Did not Did notice you? that.
0: First time I started, was like, "What the hell?" And my roommate's like, "No, no, those are just like you know sharpened nails." Okay,
1: Like, sure. like nails used for wood. Actually, no, fingernails.
0: Like, okay. just sharpened fingernails. I should clarify. Sharpened fingernails. And I'm like. Oh, okay. And I watched it again. And I'm like, no, those are legitimate actual needles coming out of this person's fingernails. It's fucking creepy. If you have a chance to go back and just be like, oh, yeah, that's weird. So she puts her arms around her daughter's shoulders saying like, oh, yeah, we'll take care of it. We're good. We got it from here. And then next thing you see is a big accident, right? Something hits this car's windshield. First person airbag goes off. All this stuff turns out mia jumped into oncoming traffic and i'm assuming taking place for riley which i don't see how that's even possible because to me it just feels like she just did it instead of pushing him. like and usually when you do something like it's like taking over a demon there's some sort of ritual right you're saying something religious or whatever but i didn't see anything like that happen nope no not, a, not at all so that didn't get explained But she basically yeeted herself into oncoming traffic. Riley's still on the side of the road. Jade's with him, has Riley in her arms. Mia gets up and I'm thinking she's just like super badass, throwing herself into traffic. She just gets up. She's like, fuck. All right. Ouch. And then you see as she starts walking that no one's paying attention to her. I'm like, she's dead. She died. Guaranteed. Yep. And then immediately right into hospital and she starts seeing like almost a different timeline. Like she's seeing what's happening in the future.
1: I love that whole sequence there of of her basically. Yeah. I thought she's decided. yeah, she decided not to throw Riley in front of traffic and instead threw herself in front of traffic and then she basically teleports. And yeah, the whole ending was cool because it ended with her seeing a new group of kids with the hand, which I assume will lead right into the sequel.
0: Oh, absolutely. I thought that was awesome. She sees the hand. She must have been like, what the fuck? Put her hand on it. And then, yes, saw the whole new crew. So this, I think, definitely opens this whole movie up to a sequel. Because, yeah, now you get to see maybe this whole new crew is experiencing the ghost version of her. Maybe it needs to check in on the family or something. I don't know. But I think it could open up a whole world of possibilities because it's such a cliffhanger
1: ending. Yeah, I think that Riley is going to essentially play the part that her mother played in the first movie.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think uh, we're going to have probably something pretty interesting. At least we're going to get maybe some sort of backstory behind this hand, because I'd like to know more. It's just, it's such a random thing to just bring out at a party, and all of a sudden you have you know what you have to do. We have to know. We got to know.
1: Yeah, I'm sure that uh, Danny and I assume his brother planned a sequel they were going to explain more about it
0: yeah i bet like they probably wanted to test the waters, see how the first one did and kind of just opened it up for interpretation for the time being and if it did good then
1: maybe they already have something in the pipeline just ready did you look at the box office numbers for this movie no i didn't how is it i'm pulling it up right now i'm trying to see what the budget was you sent so box office mojo right
0: yeah i'm on box office mojo right now um Domestic opening ten million, not bad.
1: Yeah, but the budget
0: was way less than that. Oh, I'm sure. So they they made way more. They made a lot of money. Let's see, um, domestic. Even though this isn't really, um, this movie doesn't take place in the U.S. at all. It, it's it's an Australian.
1: Show. Holy shit! Four point five million was the estimated budget. Not bad. That's a
0: solid return gross for domestic, which would be America, right? Gross. 48 million off of the 4 million budget that's a 44 million dollar return on investment just in america alone and then like now you're talking france and latin america everything and it's millions millions and millions it's insane this movie did very well i mean 10 million opening weekend that's very modest so it makes sense for this to have a sequel come in probably a bigger budget i'm sure And then take it from there. But honestly, didn't even need a big budget. I think the story itself drove the popularity of this movie.
1: That's the thing, though. It wasn't filled with like all kinds of crazy, uh, you know, special effects and visuals and stuff that I could see. I mean, the craziest visual effects that I saw were the whole possession scenes, like the makeup of the dead people and stuff Mm -hmm. like that.
0: Yeah. And most of that is just uh, practical effects. It yeah. Yeah, doesn't feel like there's much CGI in this film. A lot of it tends to be just your, your basic stuff, your makeup, latex, like just all that stuff. Your foundations of a solid horror movie without being too over the top having CGI stuff. CGI is fine and all. I don't have anything against it. But for some reason, when you use practical effects, it just feels different. It feels realer, like you can't tell like you have trouble blurring the lines between is this computer graphics or how the fuck did they do it
1: yeah i mean cgi can definitely get excessive and sometimes it can get to the point where like it's laughable like you guys couldn't do anything practical it's all had to be computer generated like come on and you know what sometimes the computer generated stuff ends up being more money than
0: practical effects and they don't look that great
1: yeah so Corey, with that in mind what do you give talk to me so I'm going to give this a four out of five dead kids. I love the suspense of this movie. Uh, it was a really cool take on possession, as we sort of talked about before. It's sort of an original take on it. Uh, I, Like I had mentioned many times, I love the makeup of all the people they saw while in the trance. I just thought it was really awesome. And I can't wait for the sequel. I'm really, really looking forward to it. And I honestly only gave this a four out of five because it seemed to drag at times for no reason at all. Yeah,
0: I hundred percent agree on that. And that's the reason why I gave it a four out of five as well, because there were some scenes where it really did feel like it was dragging on a bit. This movie is only like an hour and 35 minutes, hour, 40 minutes. It's really not that long. So for there to be scenes where it drags on and it feels like a long movie, even though it's relatively short, that's kind of like where a point was taken away from me is that, yeah, it just felt like some of it just dragged on and, uh, A little bit of a plot hole at the end, but I think that's all going to be explained in a sequel or maybe a prequel in regards to how Riley was able to be, like, saved by Mia's sacrifice. Maybe that's something we'll find out in the sequel because I think all that may have been purposeful. Like, it was probably done for that sole reason, to open up.
1: Yeah, easily. They could have made this longer, but I'm glad they left it for the sequel.
0: Yeah, I think it was intentional. I think that they left stuff out because they knew it was going to do well and they knew they're going to have a shot at a sequel that would be my guess like not showing all your cards right kind of like when you're playing poker that kind of
1: yeah leave some leave some for the imagination for the sequel exactly so gotta make people want to watch it yeah exactly
0: and now everyone wants to know more about the whole story so i assume it's going to do well um might do as good maybe better could be worse who knows but I think it was a strategic move. And I think uh, the next one's going to do pretty well. So everyone, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on Facebook, X, Instagram, TikTok, threads, and YouTube. Leave us a five-star review on all podcast platforms so we can get some more exposure. Of course, be sure to tell your friends. Uh, we're also part of the Shining Wizards Network. Be sure to visit shiningwizardsnetwork.com. They're an awesome podcast network ranging from wrestling to heavy metal and horror. So definitely check out all the shows that they have on their network. There's a lot of great stuff. Visit 30 screamsorlesscom for all previous episodes and transcripts to go with those episodes. And If there's anything you want us to review, send us an email to 30screamsofless at gmail.com or hit us up on social media. Use that hashtag 30 screamsorless And like I said, I had to pay to rent this movie, $3. So I need someone to buy a shirt so I can make my money back. I'm investing in the podcast here. So everyone visit our store, buy a shirt, buy a pint glass, buy a mug, buy a something because it helps us out big time, putting the money back towards the podcast, whether it's hosting fees or me not having what I need to friggin' watch a movie.
1: (laughs) So you can rent movies multiple times.
0: So yeah, so I can rent movies multiple times because Talk To Me wasn't on anything. Other than you had to rent it. That's how I had to watch it. All right, everyone. I'm Steve. I'm Corey. And thanks for listening to 30 Screams or Less. And don't forget to drink your beans.